Uh, just a quick note here before we do this episode today. Just wanted to let you know, it is obviously coming out after the United States Thanksgiving, which may be a little confusing. Uh, poor Marty, he got COVID. So please give him a break. And if you can, send him some soup. <laughs> all right. The U.S. midterms are over. I know we're all feeling the relief of not having our television time inundated with political campaign ads for our neighbors. But don't forget, we've got our own budget voting coming up shortly, and right after that, we start a month-long campaign for our committee staffing. There won't be any TV ads, but you can walk over to the bulletin board at Purgatory Hall for pertinent details, or Kathy's going to try to make a Facebook page again this year, but she will not hesitate to take it down if people start getting out of hand like last time. A lot of feelings got hurt, and it seems like... A few of you may have forgotten you're not only talking to real people on the internet, you'll also have to sit next to those people for multiple weekends at your kids' intramural basketball games. You know, every couple of years we have someone stand up at the Purgatory Hall meeting and suggest maybe we ought to call up the United States and let them know we're out here. Wouldn't it be easier if someone else took over all the planning and work? Wouldn't it be better for everyone if we had access to bigger resources? A better system to bring in infrastructure. The ability to franchise a McDonald's. But I'll tell you what, Big Mac does not hold a candle to the pub burger over at sports. And Dan Mars will put Thousand Island dressing on just about anything. We work hard to have a good system here where everybody gets taken care of. And everybody does what they can. And sometimes I think that's seen as a real luxury outside of purgatory. I know sometimes it seems enviable to be able to stand back and let somebody else take care of things. Here you gotta be a little more hands-on, sure, but uh, I think having all those hands working hard for us is how we caretake for the folks we've got that maybe don't have the hands. Oh, uh, well, now, I that was not meant as a dig on Paula Finch. I realize uh, I sounded like I was talking down on people missing hands, but... It was uh, just another example of a metaphor that sort of got away from me a bit, and uh, I apologize. To be honest, uh, Paula does more than her fair share of work around here, and, and we'd be an even better place if we all did half of what she does with half the hands. Uh, sorry. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying she's the superior Finch sister. <laughs> all right. I know, but for all I say against Lavinia Purgett and her cronies, I would take a hundred more of them, sooner than I'd take any of the U.S. political menagerie coming in here to shake things up. And I'm talking either side of the aisle. Lavinia may be a power-hungry B-word that wields her money like a chainsaw, but she is our power-hungry B-word wielding money like a chainsaw. At least with Lavinia, we know what we're going to get. I mean, we aren't going to like it. That uh, almost felt like a compliment. So before I get accused of going soft on my stance against the Purgit family, let me follow up with this. As you know, Lavinia Purgit wants a $5,000 a year budget item added to install security cameras and contract a monthly service to monitor the community gardens, the front lobby of Purgatory Hall, and the gazebo. Now, besides the fact that our budget does not have an extra $5,000, let me tell you why this is just another terrible idea being pushed by our self-proclaimed queen. Do you really want to wander the Commerce Center 
strolling in the sun, admiring Duncan's perfect two-and-a-half-inch cut on the gazebo park green while being tracked by our very own big brother? We have two to four emergency response officers on duty at any given time. Do we really feel so unsafe that we also need mechanical eyes on everything? Sheriff Bud Wilkins is on record that the biggest crime the park has seen this decade is graffiti, and that's just a couple of cans of paint to brush over it. I know a few folk over at the community garden have complained about some missing flowers and veggies, but ask yourself this. Is the loss of a few items from your garden a bigger invasion than knowing someone has seen you on your hands and knees, sweat-drenched, crack-exposed, trying to weed your 8x12? The plot is free, thanks to the proceeds from the veggie stand, and obviously the veggie stand is chock-full of donated produce, which means the garden is thriving. What do you suggest we do to someone that swiped a few peppers? Or... Yes, in one case, a spade and a handful of stem ties. Is it worth the time, the money, the invasion of privacy to be able to hand your neighbor a bill for $6.27? I mean, if you're that upset, come by my place. I'll let you take a couple of my prized Carmen peppers. And if you've ever actually been by my place, I know what you're thinking. But Davis, you have a camera pointed at your garden. And you're right. I do, but it is my private property, and I do it so that I can watch the rabbits and the woodchucks try to bypass my elaborate wild animal countermeasures. And you know what else? When they are successful, I let them eat like kings for 12 hours before I kick them out because they earned it. The rec center has their new winter class schedule. You can find it on the website, or they've got flyers at the rec, the school, the post office, and the senior center. Good luck, though, getting a copy at the Senior Center. You'd think they were coupons for Jimmy's All-You-Can-Eat Buffet, the way they get snapped up. <laughs> Here's a little sample to pique your interest. Looks like we have ballet, tap, and hip-hop dance for kids and adults. Pottery, nude figure drawing, that always fills right up. This season, Mindy's cooking class is focused on casseroles, so that's going to be a real crowd-pleaser. There's basketball, volleyball, dodgeball... Creative writing, aerobics, and dynamic scrapbooking. <laughs> Fat chance getting into dynamic scrapbooking. You have to join a wait list and then basically wait until someone dies and your turn comes. <laughs> the, uh, the thing I'm most excited for is a one-day workshop on December 4th titled All Things Compostable. It's going to be tips and tricks to enrich and speed up your compost process. Ian said he promises to get you usable soil from your hot heap in just four months. <laughs> I mean, I say it's not possible, but I cannot wait to be proven wrong. Four months is perfect timing for late spring plantings, and I am already sweating in anticipation. So if you're going to that one, I'll see you there. Bring a notebook, have your questions ready, be concise. It's only four hours, so there will not be time for your meandering, pointless anecdotes about the time you accidentally put a yogurt cup in your bin, Richard. We have too much to cover. Most workshops are 20 bucks. Class is 200 unless you pay extra for supplies. But if you can't or don't want to pay that much, they offer 10 bucks off for every hour you spend helping wipe down chairs or whatever. It's almost the end of November, which means harvest meal is coming. Now, if you're outside of purgatory, you're probably not familiar with our holiday traditions. We 
used to pretty much align everything with the United States. But uh, back in the 70s, the United American Indians of New England established the fourth Thursday of November, commonly known in the U.S. as Thanksgiving, as a national day of mourning. And uh, that that felt pretty bad. So uh, we are certainly not without our faults when it comes to recognizing culture and history. Uh, we all remember three years ago when the Clover Club attempted to host a Cinco de Mayo celebration that included an unfortunate number of sombreros and a salsa I would more accurately describe as wet ketchup. And uh, Darlene Macy dressed up as a piñata. Half a dozen kids got wiffle bats from God knows where, and <laughs> I think you can imagine how that went. So uh, as much as I'd like to say that the announcement of the Day of Mourning was the thing that reshaped our holiday landscape, we're not quite so far along in our inclusivity. <laughs> but uh, it did make us pause and have some conversation. And at that point, uh, Purgatory faced a sort of group existential crisis in which we realized time isn't real and traditions are whatever we say they are. <laughs> Basically, we realized if we moved most of our holidays around a little bit, we could sweep over into the city and save a whole bunch of money picking up post-holiday clearance merch. <laughs> and businesses could make a killing by taking late delivery on holiday-specific goods. If your neighbor's trick-or-treating the week after Halloween, boom, you just spent half as much on those sugary treats. And if Santa comes on the 28th, you have three days to figure out how to re-gift all the stuff you got from your well-meaning out-of-town relatives. All that is a really long, convoluted way of saying that, yes, we felt bad about the baggage that Thanksgiving in America has. But we still love getting together with our family and friends to eat way too much. So... We celebrate Harvest Meal. We moved it to the Saturday after U.S. Thanksgiving, which is great for anybody coming in to visit, because they always have Thursday and Friday off to travel and relax, and then, of course, we still get to have Sunday to recover. So don't forget, Harvest Morning, we have a Cornucopia Parade at 10 a.m. That's the yearly combined effort of the Senior Center and Purgit Elementary. They've been working together this year on costumes of their favorite foods, and they will be showing them off on a route from the elementary school around Purgatory Hall Green, down as far as the roller rink, and then wrapping up at almost where they started by the wreck for cider and cookies. Now that's about a third of a mile, so don't be late because the parade only lasts about 30 minutes. After that, it's over to Purgit High for a tag football game. Teams chosen by lottery, so no one feels bad, and they'll play rain or shine as long as enough folks feel like it. Free hot cocoa for the spectators, free orange slices for the players. If you don't want to cook, you've got the pay-what-you-like harvest meal over at the Clover Club at 5 p.m., and you can bring a dish or a dessert if you'd like, though after the last potluck, they are encouraging an ingredient card be included with your offering. And of course, all weekend, you have the ability to stop by the library and write something on the gratefulness wall. No curse words, nothing passive-aggressive, and nothing you don't want everyone to see from now through the new year. Speaking of curse words and passive aggression, let's swing over to Polly Dietz for traffic and weather. Hey there, Davis. We've got a bit of a slowdown if you're passing anywhere near Bill's gas. Jeff Merrow was trying to scrub down the tow truck, but he thought the hydrant would speed up the job. <laughs> and before anyone tells him what a bad idea that was, he already knows. So we've got a little flooding, I suppose. More than that, Davis. Seems like the pressure on this hydrant is excellent, and it's pointed directly into the street and right across it. So we've got flooding directly into Purgatory Hall Green, and the gazebo has become an island refuge for a small group of first graders that were practicing the route for the Cornucopia Walk. 
They're wet, they're cold, and the water is rising. Well, surely the water can't be that high. No, it's only about four inches deep right now. But these resilient children were hit by the initial blast, so it's more about the fear than the actual danger. Though, I've been here for the last few minutes, and I'm fairly certain the water has risen as much as half an inch. So, what's the plan, Polly? Right now, we've got the fire team on site. Gina and Mac are putting on some waders, and they're going to get in there and carry the kids out one at a time. We've got towels and blankets at the ready, and Jeff bought some candy bars from Bill's because he feels pretty bad about the whole thing. Well, I'm happy to hear there is a plan in place. Sure is, but if you're headed this way, I'd still suggest you take the long way through the Wagon Spokes neighborhood, because Learning Avenue is at a standstill with looky-loos, and anyone going through here on Main Street is sending out waves that are scaring the kids. Great. Thanks, Polly. How about the weather? Well, it's colder than these kids would like, and it looks like it's getting ready to sprinkle, which is unfortunate, but great comedic heightening. Back to you, Davis. Thanks, Polly. On to announcements. Congratulations to Jenny, Benny, Bruno, Agnes, Heath, Molly, and Jason on those college acceptance letters. I bet a bunch of the rest of you got them too, but no one told me, so don't blame me. Blame your folks for not being proud enough. I'm told Polly's daughter Carly did a cartwheel this week. She's been working really hard on it, so way to go. Dan, you've got library books, and I won't say what they are other than late. People are waiting. Auditions this Monday night for Mary Poppins over at the Main Street Theater. Please bring your own umbrella. Please do not bring your own medicines. Don't forget we've got another town hall meeting next Thursday from 6 to 8.30. That's the next to last meeting to add line items to the budget proposals. Now if you have information for the news waved down my truck... Pop a note in my porch basket or slide it under the door of the high school radio shed or email marty at purgatorynewsonline at gmail.com. With all your most important purgatory news every other Wednesday telling you just because you can put Thousand Island on it doesn't mean you should, this is Davis Clarence signing off. This episode was written and recorded by Aaron Olson and edited by Stephen Dion. Polly Dietz was played by Michael Coyne.